What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 40 of the Kind of Funny Games 40 cast. episodes yeah, of no, this. that just caught me when, wow. I, when I said that. Holy shit. How is that accurate? I guess it has almost been a year. Hold on. I almost got it. Got it. What is this? What was that? I was playing Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy. Oh. The coolest dudes in video games. Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty. I usually go the other way. It's good to I be noticed, here with you today. But, you know, I decided to give Greg a little, a little Greg extra needs, shout out. Greg needs it. I noticed his ego is getting smaller, which I didn't think was possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to definitely inflate it some more. Tell but you didn't think it was possible for it to get smaller? No. Or bigger? Just... It's, big, it it's expanding just, at the speed of light. Nothing mm. can possibly expand any quicker than that. Mm. You know, mm. Greg's redshifting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was telling you this earlier, Greg. I like your shirt more you. now than I used to. Yeah, yeah you know, you pointed out today that the the uh, shimmery parts have worn off on this PlayStation shirt. This used to be all holographic. It is yeah. no longer that way. Yeah, I, li- no I like it like this as well. I think that. Uh, yeah, that's what turned me off to the shirt originally. Yeah, because I like the shirt a lot. I would have loved it if it was like black and then white, mm-hmm. just white. Oh, just the. I would even love it with just the Japanese text and not the PlayStation logo. Well, just, that's just to make crazy. it really obscure. Wow. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Pretty cool. Like when they sent out because it says PlayStation. Remember when they had the rewards program? They sent out the rewards shirt that was in Japanese. That was like, thank you for supporting PlayStation or it said PlayStation. I forget, but you, know what I'm about? you don't Japanese? read Japanese, so you no, I, tell. I, I, I read Japanese. Tell I'm telling you, it says PlayStation. Mm. Mm. You don't read Japanese. No, definitely you not. barely read English. <laughs> definitely not. Remember uh, years ago when Vita had first come out, uh, I was dating a girl. I remember, and she came over, and we were. I was playing everybody's golf on Vita, or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, "You read Japanese?" And I'm like, "No, but that would be pretty cool if I did." And then I was awesome. like, I, "And then I was like, I should." Learn Japanese so I can tell women that I, in fact, that's it. Well, you could have just lied to her. You're a good dude. You didn't lie to her. You could have straight up lied to her because what is she ever going to say? What does it say? I could have been like, like, well, I could have been like, everybody, it says everybody's golf. (laughs) And then this says start and this says options. And you hit hit, hit start and it just reformats (laughs) the entire card. She'd be so impressed. It'd be great. And then she'd want to play golf with you Mm -hmm. and be adorable. And then she's like, oh, you want to go to Japan? And then she'll surprise me and buy me like a Japanese book or whatever. And I'd be like, and she's like, oh, this is, this is, and I'm like, oh, she's like, you don't like it? It's, it's Atlas Shrugged in Japanese. (laughs) I thought you would love that. And it's 17 times longer. Read it aloud to me. (laughs) She lays down. You're like, ah, konnichiwa. (laughs) Sumimasan. This is a different dialect than oh I know. Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of funny games cast where sometimes we talk about video games and other times we don't. Um, every week it is distributed on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, topic by topic, over the week. Then the full episode also there. And in addition to that, you can get it over on iTunes.com slash kind of funny. Mm. We have iTunes.com slash kind of funny. Yes, we do. It That's should be awesome. up and running by now. It should be. And all of our stuff should be there. Should be. So you can get P.S. I Love You, which yeah. is the amazing new PlayStation podcast for these motherfuckers. Right. You can get Game Over Greggy's show, which is us plus Nick talking about not video game stuff. And you can get this show. Now, this show is super cool, and I hope you like it a lot. And if you do, I'd really appreciate it if you went to iTunes, found this uh, podcast, reviewed it, gave it the five stars, did all that stuff, subscribed. What are you giving me that look for? No, you're just Colin and I are sharing a moment over here. <laughs> The bottle. His water bottle the looked like it just bottle. come out of an airplane. It's all decompressed. Uh, you know when you like put the cap back on, it's all like... <laughs> I was looking at it from this way, and I had to turn it this way. It looks it's like, like you can it looks barely like the Batmobile. The angle. Batmobile from Batman Returns when he had the sides fall off. <laughs> so, so then I was like, I got to let the air out, and then we got to... Right, right, the, yeah. I got these water bottles from Sprouts, which is that new kind of newfangled supermarket. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. No Sprouts idea what it is or where man. it is. You There's, hit me up and said, do I need anything from Sprouts? And I assumed it was a grocery store, but I wasn't sure. There's two different ones. There's one up in like San Rafael or whatever that is I go to with Cheryl sometimes okay. and then there's one in Daly City yeah. by The Habit which is a great burger place that is just 
It, it is obnoxious. Whenever there's a new place that opens up that's been everywhere else, everyone like rushes it. The Habit still, I have never been there when there's not a line that's just like. It's good. It's, it's good. not that good. But though. here's the thing. The correlation between price and food quality is extremely high. Mm. It's on in and outs level in terms of in and out is a great burger that's very cheap, right? McDonald's yeah. is more expensive than In-N-Out, but is worse than In-N-Out. So what I'm saying is that for seven or eight bucks, you can get a burger and fries and a drink at, at The Habit that is at the level of, I would say, a $15 burger. Ooh, ooh. That's a little high, but I get that. They're curly fries. They, they have curly fries. And they have, a, they have chicken and salad. The, the thing is, is that it's, it's, it's friendly to, to people that don't want to eat beef. Mm. Those are fucking weirdos. They are. I don't get them. I'm uh, not friendly to those But people. anyway, Sprouts is a supermarket, and I got this water bottle from Sprouts, and I'm not feeling it. Uh, but... Sprouts is great. They have they have boar's head, yeah, meat. Uh, the the food is is somewhat cheap. The groceries are somewhat cheap. It's like Trader Joe's, like a step up from Trader Joe's. Good, mm. good. We should go sometime. It's too far. I'm going to the dentist next week, and I'll be going to Buffalo Wild Wings and the Sprouts since we'll be in Daly City. Yeah, got to get it's more cool, garlic cool sauce at Buffalo for so Buffalo. So real Wild quick, Wings. is your girlfriend bringing you there, or am I? No, Cheryl's bringing okay. me. I would have asked you. Sure. I have a hernia. You understand? You might have to bring me to that. That's fine. But you understand if you're going anything within <laughs> walking distance of a Wild Wings, I'm in. No, I know. I you know. You might that, have to drive home because I'll be drunk. I know that. That's. The, <laughs> I understand that. That's the trump card. Yeah. That. It's like when we went to Sony that time, and then we we're like, let's just go to Wild Wings. Then we spent like seventy dollars at Wild Wings. The. Because we were just like, well, we're somewhere, it somewhere was, in the vicinity of a Wild Wings. It wasn't even close. Wild Wings isn't even close to Sony, but it meant that we would pass a Wild Wings. Which yeah. is good so, enough. like, let's just go to Sony because we can go to Wild Wings and get mozzarella sticks. And, and to like, be clear, that was when it was like, yeah, <laughs> it was let's go to Sony from IGN. So it was it, it was like this triangle we made My to God. go to Wild Wings. Um, Wait, what from IGN to, 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 Sony, to Sony to Wild Wings? All right, Sam, I mean, like at, at, did at Saramonte or whatever. Uh, anyway, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, the, the thing was is that I'm going to keep that in my back pocket for when I really need you. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. And or right now, I don't, I don't. But just for the hernia, really you need me. This hernia, I, I'm telling you, I have a hernia. I'm telling you right now. Okay. Oh, As man. I said, Nick will pop it back in for you. And I'm telling you, that I'd rather sounds... Nick pop something else into me. Yeah. If someone's going to so, okay, pop okay. something into me. Every once in a while, we talk about video games on this show. Yeah. The first topic of the day is there's been a lot of video games coming out. And I don't know how to handle this because period period. full stop (laughs) there's just so many and it's just like i feel like between us we've been kind of dividing and conquering we haven't talked about it it's just kind of happened and we have different tastes in games and we have different you know free time amounts in our lives and uh we've just been playing all these different games so i kind of wanted to do like a a mini review slash impressions Mm, thing where we we talk about a couple games that have been coming out recently and just kind of give our thoughts on it for whatever extent we we've played it, mm. okay. Some of these games include Yoshi's Woolly World, the new Transformers Devastation, um, Super Meat Boy, um, Star Wars, the Battlefront. Battlefront beta, and all that. Let, let's start there. Let's start with the the Battlefront mm. beta, Colin. You played it just played for it a, a bit. half an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. I call it a return to form for you in Let's Plays, where mm. you were funny. Nick was there. You guys were popping off each other. You're having a great time. Am I usually miserable and shitty on Let's Plays? No, you're very, Don't you're very, you're you're very collegiate professor level. Sure. This was sure. you having fun again. You took off the leather elbow patches and you said, "Let's play some." Well, games. because when I do a Let's Play of a game that I'm, I know I'm good at. I want to show people why it's good and why why you should play it. I mean, you could be funny and those things were funny, but with Battlefront, I'm like, I'm not going in with any expectations of being competent. I was way more competent than I thought I was going to be. That's but crazy. that's because we were all starting on the same level right now. Mm, and mm. I'm also better at games than I give myself credit for in terms of the online sphere. No, it's not even that. I just think it's the fact that... I, 
Yeah, I agree. I said it was crazy. I don't mean because you're bad at it. I just mean usually because first-person shooter kids are crazy, like, good. Yeah, and this I, is early access. So I think I'm helps. actually good at shooters, but I'm used to playing against AI. Exactly. Kind of exactly, predictable exactly. things, like Uncharted, even though it's a yeah. third-person shooter. Pop where, like, yeah, like, they pop, well, like, you shoot them, and then they, like, like shift over so you can't, like, you shoot them. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. No Stop one, moving, you little bastard. I just shot you right in the gut. Yeah. Like, go <laughs> Do down. Something. You're dead. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, Battlefront. So, yeah, we played uh, the, the the Hoth map, that kind of famous Hoth map during Battle of Hoth, Empire Strikes Back. And actually, the thing that I liked about it the most, and I, I know this is kind of their thing, obviously, when they're showing Vader running around, mm-hmm. you know, it's, Vader. It, uh, and Va- we saw that with our own eyes. That Vader was, it was, it was kind of cool, was that it's it's just very fan service And I think that it, it's part of it's a little weird and part of it's kind of cool. Like, uh, what's a good example? Like, I flew in a TIE fighter. I just found a TIE fighter power up and I flew in a TIE fighter and I was fighting an A-wing. A-wings were not at the Battle of Hoth. But like it's it's <laughs> but it's but it's cool that like the snow speeders look like A-wings, but it was an actual A-wing. And uh I was like, okay, this is kind of neat. Like there's just a lot of like weird things you can do in the game. I didn't see like any B-wings or Y-wings or anything like that, but but like they're throwing things in there that don't make any really a lot of sense. Like I'm a snowtrooper, and then suddenly I'm flying a TIE fighter, and no wonder I'm not flying it very competently because I'm a fucking snowtrooper. Um but I think it's fun. There's like it's just it's it's beautiful. It ran well. I mean, from what I was seeing, it ran mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Connection issues? Uh, no, I had no connection issues. The load times were fine. Um, uh, frame rate was steady. I, I I think that the the game was fun. It's not for me. The one thing that uh, not that it would be uncommon in a Star Wars game is that there's no ammo, which is like something I have to get used to. Like you're you, you're pulse you're pounding. I mean, from what I could tell, you're pa- you're using your gun. If you just hold it down, then your gun overheats. But otherwise, yeah. like you let the meter go back down, and you can just kind of use cool it in perpetuity. Thing. But that makes sense since they don't bing, have ammunition bing. in that universe. Mm-hmm. They I guess have power packs or whatever. But um, my yeah, question, so I liked it. I liked it based on what you played. Mm. Are you still concerned? Leading into this one, you were te- you were telling everybody, you know, it's dice. They've had problems before. Are you concerned about this one? Yeah, I'm absolutely concerned about it. I'll, okay. I'll be concerned about it until it rolls out because no matter how many people play the beta, if I remember, I mean, it's not like the first time a shooter's had a beta that ran well and then the game didn't work. Oh, sure. So it's like the the, um, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying that has happened in the past. Yeah. Uh, no, this game's going to get the server crush on this and load is going to be fucking monumental. Um. And I'm I'm interested to see how they can handle it. It's mm-hmm. not it's gonna be like Call of Duty levels. Activision's used to that though. I'm not sure that you know, I don't know the, the exact sales numbers, but my assumption is that this will sell more than any battlefield game. Uh, Battlefield's a very popular game, but this mm-hmm. is gonna be fucking yeah, huge. This is so, different. so I'm just I, and these maps are big and it's twenty on twenty. I mean, there's a lot of at the hot map anyway. Twenty on twenty, man. Yeah. Video games. It's um, crazy. It's no it's no, it's mag. no mag. I was gonna say yeah. you beat me to it. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Well, no, I think we said it like in unison there, we're perfect. Massive action game. Oh, yeah. I'm quite You remember familiar. Mag. I'm quite familiar. Remember, you had to level up, and then you could just give I, out commands. I remember when they first showed it at E3, and I remember being like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, I, I knew then, even, that it was like, all right, I'm not into this. Like, yeah. I'm not, but I was like, for people like Alfredo, this is going to be fucking awesome. And then, yeah, right. You know how much Alfredo loves taking orders on the battlefield? Yeah, yeah. They call um, him the renegade. They do. Renegade kid. So yeah, I don't have much much more to say about it other than to say like I, it seems like there's a lot of customization options, things to unlock, these cards to unlock, and loadouts, and so it's yeah, it seems like your standard multiplayer fair. It's like I'm never gonna play it again, I don't think. But it's it's it was it was I'm actually because I was I was intrigued by it. Like I was like maybe I will play it when it comes out and just see what it is, and then just put it on the shelf. And I, the beta kind of gave me the taste I needed. Where I'm like, okay, yeah. I get it. It's very smooth. See, it's very slick. That's interesting to me because it's like. You know, a lot of people seeing the reaction to you playing this game, like I was looking at our Facebook group and uh, the forums and stuff, like people are super excited that you were playing an online shooting game just because you don't typically do that. No, I don't. And people really like your opinion on video games and stuff and they they value it. But I feel like you kind of shut yourself off 
to that whole world of things. And I think a lot of people want to hear what you would have to say about these games that you just don't play. Sure, I understand that. But you have to understand that I'm not going to put myself in. I'm not going to spend my precious time playing games that I don't want to play. For sure. But what I'm saying is it's, it's interesting that you played this game. And I think people are really excited right. to hear your thoughts on it. But it's it makes sense to me that like you still don't want to play it even after playing this. But it's shocking that... It's Star Wars, and it seems to be very polished in that world and very true to at least the, the fandom of it. Maybe not the canon, but like the, the fucking. I, I just love how nerdy you get about this stuff and how you're not upset, but you're just like, that didn't happen. This isn't okay. Like, whatever. Like, that's so funny. Yeah, it is. Me. I mean, it's well, it's like that's this is hot. It's not the Battle of Hoth. The Battle of Hoth happened, and it mm-hmm. happened very, in a very it's a historic particular event. way. We and know what happened. We know what hills were taken. I was, I was there, sir. I served on Hoth. Um, yeah, it's just, but it's, but I said it's fan service. I have no problem with them throwing in an A wing, and I, I flew a Tie Interceptor, which is another thing that is not wasn't that wasn't even neither of those ships were even in Empire Strikes Back at all. So it's like, um, like they weren't <laughs> even in. Now ATSTs were there, but you didn't really prominently see them until the Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So you see ATSTs running around with the Adats, but uh, yeah, like A wings were introduced in Jedi, and uh, Tie Interceptors were introduced in Jedi. So I was like, it's, but they, you know, the Empire had those ships at that time, so it's interesting to see them. As far as I understood, I thought the Snowspeeder was kind of developed to fight in an atmosphere because the TIE Fighter could, but the X-Wing struggled in that or something. I don't really know. So there's a little, there's something a little off. But okay, but like, let's... It's like, Snowspeeders can't go into space. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... So taking all that out of the out of it, though, like, is it fun, though? Yeah, it is. It is fun. I think people are... I think people... I mean, from what I played, I mean, who the fuck knows if I played that for five hours and I want to put a gun barrel down my throat? I have no idea. Like, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's going to be the same thing over and over again. Like, any shooter, people mm-hmm. like playing... The, people like doing the same thing over and over again, just like I like playing a platform over and over again. It's it's, it's fun. So so I think that it's it's polished. It seems like it's going to be promising. I think people are going to like it. And I'm, I still have my reservations mm-hmm. that it's going to run, but it seems like the package is quite complete. Um, I would love to be able to play in a world that Dice created by myself. I mean, that's that's always the way I'm going to feel. People are like, well, shut off the chat and or voice channel, that kind of stuff. I'm like, that's not how I play it. Like, I don't want to play like that either. Like, I want to... You want a story, too, right? Yeah. You don't want to just I want a story, and, and I just the kind of OCD nature of the way I play games is they're like, don't worry about your kill, you know, your kill-death ratio and stuff like that. And I'm like, I will worry about that. I'll fucking obsess over it, like I did in The Last of Us. And it's going to, like... And then I'm going to play very, like... I, it just doesn't resonate. It changes with me. the way you, you play. I don't the play game. games like that. Yeah. So it's just, it's, uh, it's, I don't, and I don't, at the end of the day, people, a lot of people like to sit down and they call their friends or they get on PSN and they're like, all right, we're going to play Destiny. Everyone gets on their headsets. They enjoy each other. Like, that's the exact opposite thing I want to do when I play games. I don't want to hear from anyone and I don't want to talk to anyone. And I want to play a game by myself at my own pace and do what I want. If I want to look at this fucking texture on this wall for five minutes, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just the way I play games. So we all have our different kind of ebbs and flows, but. But I wanted to do it because I thought it would it, people would like it. It would do well for us, and uh, we we had fun with it. So, yeah. Yeah. in your history, your studies of the Battle of Hoth, mm-hmm. you take all the people, you put them in one pot. What's the metachlorian count overall on this fucking planet right now? I mean, Leia's there, and and Luke. I know. They, and this game, Vader's there. Vader's there, and I think I I would Chewbacca. Assume Chewbacca doesn't. Ha- 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 you don't know. My assumption is that I guess you're right. I don't Lord Watto, rise. Someone Honey. someone tweeted at us a couple of days ago. The voice actor for Watto is making an appearance at some convention. Is it close to us? It's no, it's in Canada. Oh, okay, but God. Of course, then I got fascinated. I'm like, oh, I want to know about this. So I googled his name. Like, looked at YouTube videos, and it's just him. He's a normal dude, just talking. Then all of a sudden, he just busts into it. I'm like, damn, like it's fucking Watto. Yeah, Honey. Honey. <laughs> it was good. It was good. The mother wasn't there. We got to get him on the show. That'd be amazing. Just having to do the whole thing. In, yeah, in I'll write all. I want, I'll write the dialogue. We'll yeah. actually have it the way we need it. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So 
Me, I beat Transformers Devastation. You beat it. I beat it. I remember you playing. I, I heard it's very I was short. Playing, it is very short. How short? Um, I probably spent four oh. hours, maybe four and a half. Okay. Meh, yeah, four and a half hours on it. I definitely, I feel like I could have beat it in much less than that. Yeah. Like probably three and a half would be like if I was like speeding through it a little sure, bit. Sure, 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 sure. Um, because I was kind of playing it just because I was like, I, I want to get through this and whatever. And we did the let's play of it, but the let's play was kind of just the early on tutorial stage. After that, the game opens up a lot more. Um, it's it's definitely not open world, but it's like you can kind of explore the city a little bit and like you can go back to the arc and switch characters whenever you want. So you can play through the game as whatever character you want. Whereas the tutorial bit we did was to introduce you to each of the, the different characters. I like that the game has the five characters and they're not just different skins for the same thing. Like they each do have individual abilities and stuff that feel different. Yeah. And then throughout the game, you get weapons and like there's a whole a loot system that wasn't that great. Uh, but when you get it all, you can kind of make all the characters a little too similar, I think. So it's like they start out very different, but then once you you give certain characters different weapons, they do start to do the same animations the other ones do. And I was like, mm-hmm. eh, that's kind of, I don't know. Weak. Yeah. It reminds me of like Final Fantasy X, mm. where after you play for a while, it's like if you fill out the sphere grid, they're all, everyone's just the fucking same. Right. Um, but it, it was cool. And as a Transformers super fan, like I fucking love that franchise. It was very fun and very, it, I could have stopped playing at any time because it wasn't a perfect game. Um, but it definitely wasn't as bad as it could have been. Like this isn't a Tony Hawk situation okay. where I'm like, I'm excited for this thing. You know, it's licensed, whatever. It's definitely not the best Transformers game. Like I think that uh, War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron are both better than this. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but I think. That was Spark Unlimited? No, that was. Uh, it was the High, uh, Moon. High Moon. High Moon. Moon. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The guys who did Born Identity. Or, or yeah. Born I mean, those whatever games, those are good. Those are solid, I think. like Yeah, those were revered. The first one. The mm-hmm. second one was, like, I think, a shakier, wasn't it? Reception or was it the third one? There was one that they the fell third, off. The third was horrible. Thank you. The they third, fell off. At the one third point. wasn't High Moon, I don't think, uh, okay. and uh, it was maybe I don't know. The third was a movie tie-in. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. They, they mixed the movie universe with that universe. Okay. It was like it was bad. But one and two were great. I think two people like two better than one. I, rem- I just remember they fell off at one point. Sorry. Yeah. Um. But this, it's different. This to me is what everyone remembers. Because this is G one. This right? is G one yeah, yeah, yeah. completely, and it's they really kind of went out of their way to. Um, give the, the fans what they would want from this. So all the original voices of the living cast. Um, and it's set up like an episode of the old cartoon where when there's scene transitions, it does the little like Autobot to Decepticon, do, 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 that, like that whole thing. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And the story is horrible in Just the best like way. Just like the cartoon. Yeah. It's like, what's the story? Oh, Megatron's going to turn Earth into another Cybertron. It's like, all right, this is a classic three-part storyline of the, the episodes, you know? And you go and you kind of... Uh, it starts off with just a bunch of, like, drone villains that you just beat, and the drone villains just keep coming back slightly stronger as different variants, but it always felt like it made sense within the world. Like, once you start... You fight Devastator, and then you fight the Constructicons and stuff, and eventually the Starscream and Soundwave, whatever. It does have a really nice sense of getting through it, and you always know what's coming next. If you know Transformers, it's, like, pretty predictable. But it's, like, that's fun, you know? Like, the... Not spoiling anything. The final boss fight's fucking awesome. And it's like, this is... The whole fighting system is what I remember Transformers being, even though it isn't. Gotcha. Like, when you watch the Transformers cartoons, they're they're horrible. Like, the original one, it is not good at all. It's super... Like, the stories are horrible. The writing's horrible. The animation is, like, 
god awful. The colors of the characters just randomly shift and change for no yeah, reason. Yeah. Um, and the the fight scenes aren't even fight scenes. It's kind of like blast, blast, blast. We missed every shot and like you know explosion. You're done. You're done, son. This reminds me more of like taking the two toys and ramming them together and coming up with crazy stories in your head and like sure, all this sure, stuff. Sure. It's a platinum game. And from what a lot of people are saying is like, I played about half of Bayonetta and I played a little bit of Metal Gear Rising, but definitely not enough to right. like, like say that it, it, I was good at it or anything. But um, this game feels like those in a lot of ways. Like the, I mean, the, the gameplay and the action is those games. Um, but it doesn't, it's the casual version of that. Sure. And uh, I think that that's, that's good for what this is and like how it looks. But at the same time, it's a lot of those games, I think, are too long for their own good. Where right. the gameplay just doesn't stand up, and we're like, then we're just backtracking, we're just fighting things just to fight them, whatever. This game being three and a half hours, like it's, it doesn't lose it. I always, I always thought the platinum action games really always remind me of like Bazooka Joe, right? Where it's fun to chew for a while, and you're just like, oh, can I just get over this? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it reminds me a lot of a more polished, just uh, side scrolling beat 'em up, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, it's cool and it's fun, and especially for licensed games, it's great to see all these characters and stuff, but. There's only so much of this that you need. And that's why I liked that it was that short. The problem there is that this is like a, a retail game. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it costs 60 bucks, right? I think, it's, I think it's 50. Okay. It might not be the full 60. Let me check for you. What's the destruction? What's it? Uh, What's Transformers Devastation. 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 So this strikes me as a little disappointing in the sense that I feel like Platinum Games is a studio that is spreading itself very thin. I think they're, and, I think they're and, just in the middle of their fall from grace. Yeah, like I, I just because I'm looking at their thing now. According to Wikipedia, as of and, and their reference here, which is from the middle of 2014, they have 171 employees, and which is not even the size of a triple like a normal AAA studio um, necessarily. There are AAA games that are made with fewer than that, but if you go to Naughty Dog, it's about that probably that big. If you go to the stu- team that works on Destiny, is probably three times bigger than that. Yeah. So it's like so that's a pretty normal size studio. To make a game at a time, maybe two games bucks. at a time. Okay, that's fifty dollars. So I'm looking at their stuff now, and it's like Jesus Christ! Like, all right, so but look, yeah, look at where well, they started. Yeah, Mad World, Infinite Space, which is a DS game, and then Bayonetta all came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. They released Vanquish in 2010, which is the best game of theirs that I've played by far. I love that fucking game. They didn't release anything in 2011. Mm-hmm. In 2012, they released Anarchy Reigns, which was didn't pan out, but I, I liked it. We remember we imported it. Yeah. Uh, in 2013, they released Metal Gear Rising Revengeance and the Wonderful 101. So the cadence is is still good. In 2014, Bayonetta 2 and the Legend of Korra, where the Legend of Korra was bad. Which, by the way, a lot of people point out is a little bit of synergy from our PlayStation uh, conversation from XOXO, where we were like, well, has Acti- was Activision isn't known for making bad games right. when we're talking about Tony Hawk. Yeah. A lot of people called out Legend of Korra, and they called out that Walking Dead game. Yeah, The Walking Dead. That's mm. true. That's true. Uh, 2015, and then, so they have five games. If, if you count Transformers, as be, yeah, just being released. Transformers Devastation, Project Guard, Star Fox Zero, Scalebound, and Near 2, all in development at the same time with 171 employees. Let's assume they scaled up even to 200 since since that number was published. It just seems like they're not firing on all cylinders anymore. Yeah, and and, like and, I, and I, I don't want to say like, I know that there are a lot of Wii U fans that really love Bayonetta 2 and they really love Wonderful 101. And I'm sure those are great games. I didn't play them. Um, people really love them. It just seems to me that things might be unraveling when you release a Transformers game that's four hours long mm-hmm. and you can play it with multiple characters and all that kind of stuff. But it's it, it, it just seems to me like they're biting off a lot for yeah. a studio of that size. It feels like, I mean, like they for a while, when you're talking about the Vanquish time, you're talking about Bayonetta, you're talking about what they're doing there. And it felt like they were this 
The, awesome. I can trust this brand. If they're behind this, I know it's going to be great. And I remember people feeling that way when Legend of Korra got announced. Mm-hmm. And then it came out and everybody's like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very true. I think this is interesting, though, because this is not a Korra situation. Mm. Um, it's also not one of those other things. That's why the $50 price point is a little bit. Like, if this was a, a $20 title, I'd be like, totally amazing. Like, this is a great game. $50, I'd, I don't know. It definitely, and as a huge Transformers fan, I'm not sure that it's it's worth that. Um, I definitely had fun with it, and it, it was cool, and it was very fan service-y, and there's a lot of a, a lot of secrets, and there's a lot of moments that I'm like, it, it definitely hints at sequels and stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. like, those could be cool. Um, like, I would definitely want to play the sequel. So that's a good sign. After okay. beating it, I do want more. Um, and look, I just looked up right now, like, it's getting pretty good reviews overall from people. It's getting 8.5s and 8s. I don't know if I would necessarily go that yeah, high. That, seems, that seems a little high well, for this. Well, it's the, old, it's the old question of... And I, I always struggle with this, and I always felt like the, I always deviated towards one direction, which is like, does the price matter when you're reviewing a game or you're reviewing the product itself? And I always said, yes, the price absolutely matters um, because you have to review it at the time it comes out at the price it's launched at. So that might change perception later on, but that's the condition in which you review the game. It's like we used to review the game without patches sometimes, and it's like, this is the condition the game's in when it launches. Like the patch might come out in two weeks, but that's not the game the way it comes out of the box. And so I, I bring that up because I think it's relevant. If Transformers is a good game at $50, but it might seem like a little bit of a ripoff, does it become like a better game because it's $20? And I, and I say like, that doesn't change the game as it is, but it changes the cost benefit analysis of playing it and buying yeah. it. And I it think that that's the economics some, of it. That's somewhat relevant. Yeah. Like it's the same thing of like when we used to say like journey at $10 journey at $60 would have been in my mind still a great game but not the game it was at 10 15 20 dollars yeah in terms of like wow this is really impressive for this price point i always think that for the consumer that's really relevant that's something that's lost on us sometimes Mm -hmm. um so i was i was interested in the price of it as well because when i saw it was that short i'm like that's really kind of fucking weird Mm -hmm. that you would release a game that's four hours maybe even less yeah and it's it's interesting i mean it's definitely designed with uh replays in mind and like to collecting all the stuff i have no interest in doing that and like it's really hard for me to imagine that many people wanting to do that like especially me being a fan and like the additional costumes and stuff would be stuff that i'd want to see and all this stuff but it's i don't want to replay it i know it i get it and like that the gameplay i had enough of it for in in that whole thing and i felt like i got from the tutorial let's play we did to now being able to beat it it's like i did get better with it and i did scale up with it there isn't that much more like yeah i can you know be a fucking master of it if i like dedicated myself to it there's no reason to do that sure but uh i would definitely i'd recommend it to people um if they're transformers fans or if they're just action fans but i definitely think it'll get a price drop and i would wait a little bit how them how them trophies uh i don't know trophies are good i think you just turned them off you didn't see them pop i I don't pay attention things you didn't go back no i don't you didn't do it i don't do that Mm. yeah i don't even know if i was locked in i'm I'm bad about this whole thing i just Mm -hmm. fucking Mm -hmm. go on guest Mm -hmm. accounts and just fucking play trophies are good i think i think the trophies are good um what else do we got Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, you stole it from me. I did steal it from you. I got I in the divorce. I got the amiibo. Yeah. You took the game. You. I mean, it's debatable who wins on this because uh, that <sighs> thing is fucking amazing. I I've only played the game for a bit. I'm not that far into it because I've been playing a lot recently, especially for me. Ooh, you okay? Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Good. We all okay? Yeah. Good. Um, Sorry. I played maybe a little over an hour of Yoshi's Woolly World. Right. I love the Yoshi series. Year of the Yosh is year the year Yosh. as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's great. It's a great game, and I'm definitely going to beat it. Yoshi's Island, I've said this many times, one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. The Yoshi franchise has had its ups and downs, and it's a... The Yoshi brand. Uh, 
I mean, it, it's there's there's a series of it, you know, the okay. like Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's Story, Yoshi's Island DS, and Yoshi's New Island on a 3DS are all similar vein games, and this as well. Yeah, none have ever really reached the 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 height of Yoshi's Island. Sure, this doesn't either. Um, but I think a lot of people compare this to Kirby's Epic Yarn with you know good reason. Yeah, it looks very the yarn. Similar. Yes, um, this is much better than that game. Okay. Much, much better than okay. that Because this is a Yoshi game at heart. Kirby games have always been be. really easy. You know, you kind of just, you can't lose, essentially. Sure. Um, Yoshi at least has some challenge. And that's my biggest issue with this game is it's always almost good. Okay. Or all, no, almost amazing. It's okay. always good. Sure. But anytime I see a mechanic or something, and all the, the different yarn challenges, like the, the, the way that they use the yarn and wool and all that stuff is awesome and super cool and the moment they present like a challenge and like a unique interesting way to to use that i'm like oh this is going to be great and then it's always like oh man if that was just a little more challenging or a little harder this would have been super legit gotcha but here it's just kind of like i get what i need to do i'm just going to do it yeah, yeah. you know and just kind of keep going through now granted i'm not that far in the game but you can kind of just tell of where where it's going to go and from other things i've heard about it too is it doesn't ever reach that point and that's like, the thing you don't have to guess too much because it's been out for what four months or exactly whatever. yeah so but this is the first time i've really sat down and, and played through it. like i played sure. at the different conventions and stuff and like it feels like yoshi which is great like i love the way that yoshi games play compared to a mario or whatever it is a little bit more floaty but it's floaty and you feel like you're in control of the character and that's something you can't really say about many 2d platformers like nintendo platformers are just fucking on fleek, as the kids Ooh, say. Oh, what a and grime Yoshi's grime. definitely an example of that. Um, so are, are you guys planning on playing? I'm assuming you Yeah, when not. you bring it back, I want to play it. <laughs> okay, I do. I've been looking forward to it since I played it at a convention. I was like, okay, yeah, great. The only thing I have to say about it is that I like that this tag says, all new material. Nice. I'm glad it's not recycled. never seen material. <laughs> but then it says filling, polyester. <laughs> it's not reclaimed. No, no, I've been interested in it. I like it. It's cute. And it's yeah. thing. It's, I, I bought Epic Yarn even because I like that too and Christine and I wanted to play it and it was like, oh, okay, like this is, this didn't pan out awesomely, but whatever, you know what I mean? Like this is similar. Yeah. I think Epic Yarn was, was I mean, graphically and, you know, presentation wise, it was really interesting and yeah. cool, but this, the, Nintendo's been doing something in recent years on the Wii U where the polish level of their games is immaculate. Like, just the overall aesthetic and the way everything works and just the menus, and just the look of it is so awesome. This is another example of that where everything fits the aesthetic. That's and awesome. Everything is really, really nice and awesome. Don Kong uh, Country Tropical Freeze was the same way. The Mario 3D World. Like, there's a whole bunch that are, that they have not let me down. Star Fox is the first thing that's like, what the hell? Like, it almost doesn't even seem like a Nintendo game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, another Platinum Games game. True. Yeah. Um, and we'll the see. Fall we'll from see where, race. We'll see where that goes. But it's interesting to me that Star Fox looks so bad. Yeah, because all these other games, like this game, looks amazing. You know, it's like this game doesn't need the PS4 or Xbox One's power to sure. look amazing. Sure. And that's Nintendo's key to success. Yeah, I building think. for what they have. Yep. Um, what else came out? Metal Gear Online. Right. If you're, we're recording this a few hours before I'm going to sit down and play for like five hours tonight with Twitch subs, so I don't have anything to say about it yet. Because last night it was live and I was like, cool, I want to keep playing Lego Dimensions. Mm-hmm. This is the same this is like literally exactly what Colin's talking about with Star Wars, where it's like I, I'm gonna try this tonight and I assume this will be the only time I will play Metal Gear Online just because I'm not a multiplayer guy. You know, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe this catches me and gets me hooked and I'm into it. But in reality I'd rather platinum Lego Dimensions 
chip away at the platinum for Metal Gear, getting ready for Extra Life, and then try Yoshi's Woolly World, do Wasteland that we just got, and then I want to tinker around with Taken King as well. You know what mm, I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's the different thing for me. But people seem to be enjoying it. You know, the responses I saw this morning on Twitter were that the servers are actually working last night and the people were having fun and all these different things. That's so I'm excited to play it tonight. But again, like, that's not my jam usually. Yeah. Multiplayer. I watched some uh, streams of it that IGN was doing yesterday and it looks cool. Like, I remember yeah. when uh, Metal Gear Online 2 came out with 4. I played a little bit, but I'm also not an online guy. But it was yeah. fun. Like, you know, it's fun just messing around in games that aren't really designed to be multiplayer games. Right. There's a, a certain charm to them, I think. Like, I think the Uncharted games, too. Like, even before I played Uncharted 2, back in the day, I played the uh, the multiplayer demo they put out. I'm like, yeah. this is fun. You yeah. know, it's fun to just kind of run around and just fuck shit up. Yeah. So that's cool. And then Super Meat Boy. How, yeah. How much have you been playing of that? I mean, that was my first thing. Just I finally got it downloaded onto the Vita and I was just screwing around with it. It feels like I played a lot of Super Meat Boy on Xbox. It feels like Super Meat Boy on Xbox. Mm-hmm. I know the big complaint people are talking about, right, is that the music tracks are different and da da da. Like I've said before on other shows, like I usually played it muted or talking to somebody or on a stream. So that is not at all my my complaint or worry with it. it the controls feel good for mm-hmm. that first few levels that I've played through and stuff. It is Super Meat Boy, which is what I've been waiting for forever. Trophy list sucks, is what I hear. Oh, that's way too. Hard. Have you played this at all yet? Yeah, I messed around with it last night for about an hour. It's fun. I mean, I messed around with it a bit back, like way back in the day. I mean, that yeah. game's old now. Um, it is a game that's right up my alley. I feel like it's a little small for Vita. Um, to be perfectly honest, sure. I, I I feel like because of Meat Meat Boy's small stature and the zoomed out nature of the way the stages are often laid out, I feel like it's actually probably more ideal to play it on ps4 but i have oh, not sure. I, but i have not played it on ps4 yet like the bandages for instance that you collect are like so minuscule it's one of those um, where i agree with that but that's based on my memory of 360 right like right now not having played it in years i'm i'm feeling at home with it you know what i mean mm. it's what i remember but i'm sure for sure that i'm sure for sure that you should go play it on ps4 in terms of like where it's supposed to shine because the visuals are nice too i do like the cartoony visuals Oh no! They, I think it's a great game. I mean, I'm just wondering if Vita is a good place for it. I'm wondering if it's the most ideal place for it. I think probably based on the the nature of the camera and the small stature of the character, and and it's just a very zoomed out game. So, um, which is you know fine, um, but the controls feel good, and yeah, it's fun. The trophy list is a bitch. I don't think I, I'll be shocked to, to see who gets that platinum trophy because you have to get through like 20 stages at one time without dying mm. for all of them. I mean, that's really fucking hard. I I I, I just couldn't imagine doing that. Maybe the first world or two, but not 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 all of them. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the second topic of the day, we're going to talk about this little game called Rock Band. Oh, Rock Band Four. Yeah, we've been playing. We've been playing a bit of it to different different degrees and stuff, and we have some thoughts about right. this game. So the whole the whole thing is: should people be excited for Rock Band Four? Should they buy it? Should they play it? What do, What do we think? I think it's impossible not to be excited for Rock Band Four. If you're if you somehow missed the movement the first time, it sounds awesome. Get all your friends together and play Rock Band. If you did, were part of the movement the first time, I think it's cool that it's been off for a while and now you're back and it seems like it's exciting to get into it. You know, when it came to the house the first day, we got all excited. Colin and I unpacked it. We started playing. And the first thing that struck me was like, man, this really is fucking Rock Band. And that I mean it in all the good ways and I mean it in all the bad ways mm-hmm. in the way that like. This could easily I could easily walk into somebody's house and if they could hide the four and they could jump into tour mode, they could yep. jump into a gameplay, they could jump into anything. I'd be like, oh, you're playing Rock Band three. Where's the guitar? You know what I mean? Yep. And it'd be like, oh, no, this is the new Rock Band, even though it doesn't look like, the, you know, nothing's been overhauled in any yeah. way. You're still doing the same tour stops. Your animations on stage are the same. The menus look the same. Like there's even less features, too. There's no like online. Oh, really? I don't even know. There's like a whole bunch of that's like stripped out of it, which and a lot of people are complaining about that. I think there's some things that are just like it, they're not necessary. 
You know, like the guitar is one of those things where it's yeah. like, it's not necessary. Right, you right, know? right. They did that to be different back in the day. This is, here's what works. Yeah. We're giving it to the you. The big thing, and this, this, I always, not to always talk about Lego games, but a long time ago, if you remember Lego Star Wars 360 put uh, online play in, right? And they never did it again. In every game, they got dinged on it and asked questions. And finally, they were just like, nobody played it. Like, you can, you can bitch like it's a missing feature. No one used it. And I don't know if that's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know the, the stats sure, on that. But I'm, but just, I'm imagine, just putting it out know? there, right? Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm like, like it just feels like Rock Band. It is Rock Band, you know. Yeah, it's what's interesting to me is I've always been more of a Guitar Hero guy than Rock Band. Yeah, and I've said that before. Like, there's just something about it, just the way that the game's designed, where um, Guitar Hero, and I'm talking about old school Guitar Hero, not this new. Not one Guitar Hero Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm talking about like Guitar Hero made by Harmonix before they made Rock Band. Sure, games, sure, sure. And even the NeverSoft ones. Um, but I, I like the the fact that it was always about challenging guitar. And it was about, you know, getting a better score and just the look of it, just the way that the notes were like the circle things instead of the lines. And every song was designed to be fun to play on guitar. Rock Band is totally a party game and that's great. And the, the people have a lot of fun with it. But I think a big issue with it is a lot of the songs just aren't fun on one of the one or more of the instruments people are playing on mm. at any given time. Right. So a song that's fun to sing is super boring on guitar. Or even more boring on bass. Right. Drums are pretty consistent, like drums are just the backbone to any song. Um, but it's it's hard, and especially when you have such a uh, a focus on music. You know, these games completely run on music, and without people caring about the music, yeah, they're nothing. Like there's nothing there, and that's what's interesting about this game is the fact that you know we we always talk about games as platforms and which ones work that way. Rock Band is probably one of the most platform Successful. ready games yeah. you know and it essentially is like this game is nothing without the downloadable content before it yeah because the the track list on the the disc it's like it's it, really bad i'm sorry it's, it's a bad, shocking it's a, that, it's a shockingly bad to see people's list. reaction to it because i'm like i look at it i'm like oh i don't know any of these artists or yeah. I know like two songs what or a couple songs or whatever but I'm like, oh, other people must know. Because that's how I felt about a lot of the other games, Are you too. seeing people know? And then I, from any, like, I've been doing a lot of research just to see what people are saying about yeah. this. Everyone's like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, I, the, you know, we were blown away when we turned it on that first night, Connor. Like, all right, we started a band, and I was like, oh, it's kind of exactly the same. But whatever, let's get in there and play. And we started jumping around. We'd run into a band or an artist we liked. And be like, yeah, and like, what is the song? Yeah. What, what is and then you get it, I've never heard of this I've never heard of that what is I don't want to sing that no I'll back out and I'll be bass I guess that's the thing about rock I mean rock band four to me is a sign that you have to temper your own hype sometimes because I was excited about it. I was like it's time and I think it's time for these games to come back I think it's great and when we started playing it and yeah I realized I was like a the game I agree with Greg the game is identical like it's it's they didn't change anything about it and I'm like what the fuck have you been doing you know like the game Rock Band 3 came out like five years ago. I mean, at, at some point you have to like seem or at least appear that you put any effort into making and differentiating this game from the previous ones. And they didn't. I mean, they, they have their new solos and stuff, which I jumped in to learn. And I was like, and that's so and that's dumb. That's a dumb feature, too. I'm like, yeah. let, let I love it. I'm like, let me play the solo. I've been having a lot yeah. of fun with the, the random solos. They're, I think they're really cool. But I do like I liked this. Like this is going directly against what I was saying earlier about liking the challenge. You know, the solos were the hard yeah. parts. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I, I think that just I agree aesthetically, like the tour mode. I'm like, this is all I've, I've seen this all. And that's fine. I mean, it's fine to get things that you're familiar with. But I was just surprised that it seemed like very little effort was put into it. Like, I mean, that's that's like how it kind of struck me. I'm like, I don't understand, like what you guys have actually been doing, because this looks 
and feels the exact same as the last Rock Band games. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Greg. If you put these two games in front of people, especially if you couldn't identify like the, vi- the little visual ticks that make the you know four more sharp than three, they're indistinguishable from each other. And and I and I I've spent an ass not amount of time like a lot of you like you guys and a lot of people out there with Rock Band. Um, and I was like, okay, this is interesting, but. Most people, I don't think, really care much about tour mode right. or anything like that. They get into quick play, and that's where I think things fell apart too. Because I'm like, this set list sucks. Like, I, it's not a matter of you don't want to play games. It's like doing you called it before. It's like doing karaoke, but with instruments and stuff. And I agree with you. You don't go to karaoke and do songs you never heard of. You do yeah. like classic songs, and I agree with Greg that saying that like, well, they released all of these songs already. Like, there's a lot of songs, and I'm like, yeah, but that's not really true. Like, I could stumble across great songs every day that I haven't heard in ten years. Like, you have to, you have to start digging. And if games, if music was DLC at one point, then put it on the disc now. Like, what they really should have done is had a, a set list that's way bigger than fifty songs or whatever it is, and and really giving people bang for their yeah. buck. I mean, that's uh, on the music. I agree with you entirely with that because it's. On the the devil's advocate to that is the fact that like who cares about what the track list is if you don't like it just go buy the, the songs that you yeah, like but you have to buy them no I know and that that is an issue on top of already buying this and I think a lot of the the problems this game has is semantic stuff why is it for why isn't it just rock band and it's one of those things where like why does it matter like who cares it's a big deal when they are charging more than they ever have for this game and it is you have to buy all the new instruments or whatever you can use the old ones whatever but like. These are the instruments are more expensive than they've ever been. The game is more expensive than it's ever been. The music you get on the disc is less enticing than it's ever been. And it's all just the same shit. So it's like it's weird. But I I feel like what they should have done is just put out. Here's rock band. This platform thing. Mm -hmm. Here is a greatest hits assortment of songs. Like we've seen what you guys like and want. Here's a whole bunch of them back on on disc. Go buy the other songs you want. Right, right. Yeah, that, I, that I, I love great. that. Would have been a better. I love that it. idea, or I love the idea and, and the platform kind of agnosticism of it to make it in such a way that it's like here are the instruments if you want to buy them. If you must run the game on a disc, and here's the disc, and we'll give you fifty dollars, mm-hmm. like like just or fifty credits, whatever. And it's like there's no music on the CD. There's no yeah. music on the on the Blu-ray. Go and just pick out whatever songs you want. Yeah for 50 credits, 50 songs, whatever songs you want. And then if you want more songs and you buy them for $2 a piece, I, I think there was just a lot of better ways to look at it. Cause I was astonished by how bad the set list is. And it's not to say all the songs on there are bad. There are great songs on there. It's just to say like, this isn't man. Like there's like some catchy fucking shit on some of those, on some of those tracks or on some of those set lists on the, on the previous games. And it's a little ridiculous to charge people an arm and a leg for the instruments and then mm-hmm. the game. And then you have to go buy the actual music you actually want, because I'll be really shocked if a lot of people put this game in and are like, Oh, I'm very satisfied with the 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 core track list, yeah, 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 and that's something that's like kind of upsetting to me too, because I I've always found these games to be music discovery platforms in a lot of ways. Where I listen to the songs, I'm like, oh, now I I I've heard of this band, but I've never really listened to now them. Now I love Green now Grass I'm into and High Tides Forever. Exactly, I'm into the into this music and stuff. And now going through, it, it's like we are just getting like they're not even singles anymore. Now it's just be and it's because of all Deep the DLC. Yeah, it's yeah. because. They've released all the shit that people want. And they're not going to give us that again. And the biggest problem is like when we got the game and we got it ahead of time and things weren't up and running, you know, because they're getting the game online or whatever. It, and we played that first night. We're like, this set list is nothing. I don't know most of these songs. It's whatever. It doesn't matter, though, because all my DLC is going to work with this mm-hmm. thing. And then I went in and like even today, it is such a clusterfuck of 
I go th- sync it and it says, you have 32 DLC songs. I'm like, that's a fucking lie. And I go in and I look to... I get, the one that is in my head that I know for a fact that I own is Steven and the Colbert Charlene. And it's just because it's an easy one and I see it... Or, and like I go there and it still says it wants my 199 And I'm like, that is a fucking lie. And then even if I... D- the ones that I do own, you have to go through and find in that list and say, it's okay, it's in library or it's purchased. So click on it and get it into your library. It's like, what is going... Why was this so hard as yeah. to have this sunk up? Because this is like what would have made the track list so forgivable for me. And if it would have just been that like track, it's 50 songs and it's a hodgepodge of new stuff and whatever and deep cuts, but you get all your old music. So who do you, what do you care? And yeah. I would have jumped in and it would have been one button and I would have gotten the hundreds of songs I bought, maybe mm-hmm. you know, 800 or whatever it was. And they'd be there, but they're not there. I'm going to Weezer stuff and I'm like, I bought every Weezer track you put up. You can't tell me this is all new and I only have these two here. What yeah. the fuck is happening? Yeah, and it's it's weird too that in addition to the the old music and downloading it that being an issue, I'm I've never had a library of rock band songs. So last night I went in, I was like, fuck it. I'm buying a bunch. Like I'm going to have fun with this." Yeah. Cuz I I got bored of the the three songs I knew from the fucking uh set list. Yeah. And I went to buy them and it's granted it was like launch day. So maybe there's a lot of server problems or whatever and like I get that. But the store crashed on me it one out of every two times I went into it. Jesus. And it was just like it just at varying degrees of how long I was in it. And it crashed in places where I paid for the song and it crashed after I paid, but before it started downloading. So even when I would go to my download list, it just wasn't there. Mm. So it would say purchased, but it wouldn't let me download it. Great. So I'm sure if I go back tonight, it'll be fine and it'll fix. But it's like I spent an hour and 15 minutes probably yeah. trying to download music before I even play. And that's the thing with what our two, our two main experiences with the game. I played, I came home one night and played by myself, just sat there and did a tour on my own or whatever. But like the first night with Colin and I, we jumped in trying to sync the stuff. No, Is it, how do we calibrate this in from, all right, great. I think we're finally calibrated. Jump in. We play five songs. We're like, all right, I don't want to play anything else on this. We'll wait to the DLC. We turn on the thing. Cause we're going to do a let's play for it. Calibrate is not calibrated for anybody. Da, da, da. I'm going through this DLC list. Where the fuck are all the songs? I, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, let's, we'll do it later. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm like, let's do it. I jump in. I look around. I found a Games Radar article that linked me to the forums that went there. There's this complicated list of what you can do and how you do. Some of them were talking about turning on my 360 and syncing. And I'm like, what the? This is not what was said. Yeah, you said I'm, that I owned this. I'm over it. I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's the, the, that's, and that's what I'm saying about tempering excitement. Sometimes we're just disappointed about the things we're excited about. And I really thought it was time for these games to come back. And again, I think it is time. It reminds me of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 leaving a great opening for Skate. You know? Yeah. Um, EA owns that IP. They can give it to a new studio. And I'm. Sh- I, and again, I, I, I believe that Skate it. is in development. I think it's obvious. The... Um, it, it reminds me of that, like, Rock Band and Guitar Hero, or Rock Band and Guitar Hero to maybe a new competitor, because... These these games will always be will always resonate with someone if if they're done right. And I just feel like this comes off as half assed and half broken. And um that was just based on my experience playing it for a couple of hours with Greg or whatever. Um so maybe it becomes f- more fun later, but I just feel like this is this is half assed and I'm not sure like harmonics like I don't understand I don't understand what they've been doing in terms of like mm-hmm. this game. I expected having I when I'm excited about a game, I don't look into it too much because I don't want to see too much. And when I when I put it in, I expected that I was going to see something that was going to blow me away. And I'm like, this is awesome. And, the, and it's so this is next level. This is next gen. This is a, and it's I'm like, it's not nothing about it. it's just it's just convoluted and it looks the same and the music sucks and, you know, calibrating the guitars and the drums sucks. And like, it's just I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm like, nah. I'm over it. Yeah, my, I'll hope, wait is for the I, next my one. hope is that I turn it on in a week mm-hmm. and 
everything's fixed. Stephen the Colbert's is ready to download. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the problem is right now that it's just like there's no easy information. The game's radar piece was like, things are screwed up right now. They were like, here's what you need to know. And they're like, things are fucked up right now, but Harmonix is working on it. So if you see a song that you know you owned, yeah. don't buy it because it, it's like, come on. You know what I mean? But then I can't find that on the forums of Rock Band at all. Yeah. I'm in there and I find a link that's like, here's how to get, like, you can get your Rock Band 1 music if you export, if you, but it, if you export it off the disc, like like I know I did for Rock Band 2, so does that count that I've already exported it? But the license is already expired for Rock Band 2 and 3, so you can't export those off. And it's like, well, did I, have I already, have I ever done that? Yeah. Like, and I don't even give a shit about the on-disc stuff. Like, give me the fucking Stephen the Colbert song that I know I downloaded. <laughs> See, my thing is, we're, we're getting really native about it. When it's worked, it's been really fun. And it's been fucking awesome. But it's the, rock band. And that's the thing that I, I find so interesting about this thing is that I right now we've gone for what eighteen minutes on this one topic, and I, I we've all been very attacked. I want to play this game still. I want to go out there and do that. Let's play. I want you to come over early and play yeah. in the mornings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I want it to work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I want it to work the way it was sold that it was going to. Yeah, and it and it doesn't. It's funny because you're saying like they didn't like what were they doing? And what they were doing is trying to make. Something that worked before work with all this new technology. It's fucking Bluetooth stuff. You have to have all the like just with the new hardware and all that. And it's like it just it sucks that when you go into the future and you look at these new platforms, making things just work is so much more complicated than it needs to be. And yeah. it sucks because they didn't figure it out. Like, like yeah. this thing is, it doesn't work. I guess I guess so. I I I can see why you know some of these things would be complicated. And there's really talented people over there, and I'm sure that they tried their hardest. And I want the game to work too, but the point is, this is the Final Fantasy Thirteen syndrome. It's like there's a good game buried in there somewhere, and I'm like, that's not good enough, especially with a casual game like this. If we are having a problem with mm-hmm. this game, then I can't imagine the general consumer or the more casual gamer who's really excited about Rock Band for picking this up and having any patience for this at all. I'd feel burned to shit if I had the experience like like Greg did, where I'm like, I can't even like I own these songs, and you're asking me to buy them again, and and licenses are, licenses are expiring, and the and I, I I like the fucking calibrations weird and i'm like you know that's sorry that's too much like get me into the game and make it fucking work or don't like i don't have time and i, I don't want to make excuses for video game developers and publishers yeah, they yeah. have to deliver you know and, and i wonder it's wonder i wonder though how big of a problem it is for the casual person it, or if it, this is totally an us thing that we've had the game for so long so we've already been wrestling with these problems that we know how it should work and what's going on if it is a person who just pops it in plays like calibration for rock band and guitar here has always sucked mm-hmm. you always jump in there and like it's never like there's a day where it's just it's not a hundred and like roper would play and he's like fucking spot on he'd be like even when i thought it was working it wasn't working for you know what i mean like that I'm used to with a nightmare. Yeah. That's part of these. See, I just, I just missed the fucking like PS2 days when it was just you plug it in wired and it worked. Like the calibration for me was never an issue with that. Yeah, it just fucking worked. Mm. Once it went wireless, that's when it's like then you're dealing with all this other shit. Like there's so much damn problems and like standing in front of the TV as it fucking beeps a thousand times is the most annoying thing <laughs> in the fucking world. You know, add drums, add all this other shit. It's like. Oh man, but I, for the casual people, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. Like the casual people are going to play it the way they do, or they're not. You know, they're like I think casuals aren't the ones buying all the DLC and doing all that. I'm going to check in on a casual rock band player. Right what now. I'm what I'm most intrigued about moving forward is how this game does. Yes, because I'm I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mad Cats is the publisher, which is weird. Uh, it seems like conventional publishers might not want to be involved with this kind of stuff anymore. I don't know if that's smarter or not. I think it's smart to bring these games back. I just think that it's, it just makes more sense to do it right. And when you have yeah. a lot of time to do it right, you should do it right. 
You know, I'm sick of these games coming out and they're being like, well, they'll work in a couple of weeks. It's like the game should fucking work. Yeah, no, man, it totally should. You know I just mean? think it sucks that like it's in addition to the hardware problems and like, just the, the differences with that, it's licensing. When it comes to music, like this whole, the whole game is licensing and who can they get and who have they already gotten and when do those things expire and why can't I have my rock band two songs in this and all that? And it's like, that's the what they're up against, but. That's not our problem. That's exactly you know right. I mean? It's not our problem. It's not our problem that it's hard to launch a game. It's not our problem that it, you know servers don't work. It's not our problem that you know enough time. It's not our problem that we have to download the pay, day one patch. Like this is becoming normal, and it's not supposed to be normal. And we need collectively to start calling it out. You know what I mean? When games don't work, it's a problem. It's a fucking problem, and it's too many excuses. And gamers are making too many excuses for publishers and developers, and I don't like it. Where you at with this? He tweeted a photo of him with shades on the shit little shade emoticon that he bought it. No, 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 no topics of I'm upset about it. Okay. Now we're just going to do a regular old rock band for search on the old Twitter. See if people are yeah, yeah, saying good things. The yays or the nays. The yays or the nays. All tweets. Rock band for hype. Rock band unboxing. Rock band four is pretty great. Still prefer guitar hero by a mouse is Joey hashtag bangles four and oh. There you go. You're if Joey hashtag Bengals likes it, for now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, we're certainly in the minority. It's got an 84 on Metacritic on the Xbox One. It's got an 81 Metacritic on uh, PS4 on Xbox or on PS4 for Rock Band 4. So I mean, people people dig it. I just I found myself, you know, not impressed. It's one of those things that I dig it too. It's just like I'm frustrated with it yeah. as a product. No, for sure. And I mean, again, I spent a lot of money on it last night. So it's like it's definitely yeah. it's it's good. It's just. There's a lot right, of bullshit. Yeah. Here we go. Jeff, Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb. Apparently, the only DLC I own that carried over from Rock Band 4 to Rock Band 4 is Weezer, that Owl City song, and a ton of Linkin Park. Rad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just us. All right. Well, people, did he mean that in a bad way or a good way? He meant that in a bad way, that he bought not way sure. more than that. Not sure. I mean, he should I be happy with really all happy Weezer stuff there. Park. All right, guys. There's another game that I've been playing a lot of. And we talked a little bit about this last week, but that game's Uncharted. Ooh. And I finally beat all three of the Uncharted games. I'm very excited about this, but now I can discuss with you guys in full spoilers for letting you guys know this is about to get fucking nasty. Get some We're nasty. getting all up in there. Um, Kevin, I don't think you need to put anything because I'm just going to... They, they know, and I'm going to... In the headline, I'll put spoilers. Yes. Um, Uncharted 2 versus Uncharted 3. Yeah, great. You guys... Have spoken about this. talking about this. I know. A, a, God, a if million only I times. hadn't fucking done this my entire career. But here's the thing. Y'all motherfuckers are like, Uncharted 3 is is better than 2, and then if 3 came before 2, then yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's your yeah, mind, yeah. right? I don't understand it. I do not, and I love you guys, sure. and I, I respect you guys, and usually I, your opinions, I'm like, yep, I'm right there with you. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me how people could think that 3 is better than 2. Okay. Give me your, give me your thoughts. I've talked about it at length. Mm -hmm. I'd rather start with you. Okay. But since you are the host, mm -hmm. I have to go. Uh, no. The thing about it, right, is the fact that for me, it's just the fact that Uncharted 2, while amazing, while an amazing game, was Uncharted 1 beat for beat. I go back to this all the time, that it starts the exact same way. There's the betrayal. This goes on. Here comes Elena. They're falling back in love. Now there's a supernatural twist. Here's the happy ending. And it's like... At when I did that on Uncharted 2, I was disappointed. I was disappointed in that game, which is crazy to say. The gameplay's awesome. It looks amazing. I loved the, I loved it, but it's like for sure my least favorite Uncharted because it just felt it just felt like because I, I play Uncharted for the story. I am in this for the Nathan Drake story, mm -hmm. and I felt like I'd played this story before. 
And so when Uncharted 3 comes around, it from the get-go is like, it's a buddy, it's about Nate and Sully's relationship, we're not going to do this. They toy around with the supernatural twists, right? They make you think they're going that way, then they zag, right? Like, they, I felt actually kept you on your toes and did things you didn't expect. I expected everything that happened in Uncharted 2. Mm-hmm. Uncharted 2 at no point, like, in terms of story, caught me off guard, right? Like, in, you know... That's the long and short of my problems with it. In terms of gameplay, when people are always like, oh, Uncharted 3 shooting felt weird. I was like, I played it before launch and reviewed yeah. it and never at all thought the shooting felt differently. And maybe, I don't know, I still don't fully understand that. Naughty Dog went back and fixed it. They did that yep. focus group with the hardcore fans. It exists. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Yeah. But for a player of my caliber, of like I didn't notice it and feel for it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like For me, I loved... I for me it was just that the fact that I thought Uncharted Two spun its wheels in terms of where we were with the story, whereas Uncharted Three advanced it. They here are Nate and Elena. They are married, but on the outs now with this stuff. Nate's real name isn't Nathan Drake. I want to know more about that. Let's actually look at his past. Let's look at why him and Sully are so tight. Let's see a little bit about who these characters are on not just this surface level. Mm-hmm. The surface level is fun, but I honestly think it's one of those same reasons I don't like Indiana Jones that much. Is the way that I, Indiana Jones I don't feel, and I'm sure Indiana Jones fans like you like I know Colin for sure. Maybe Maybe I've missed this. It's been a long time since I felt the film, but I felt like every one of the films, with the exception maybe of uh, what's the one with his dad, Sean Connery. Oh, the Last Crusade. The that like it just felt like it was always a reboot. Mm-hmm. These things happen independently of each other. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? There's no reference to the girl before or anything like that. I've always been a continuity whore. Yeah, I want. Yeah. I like these th- worlds and stuff like that. So the fact that Uncharted Two felt like in a lot of ways it was just Uncharted 1 again or it could have come first or you don't even need Uncharted 1 to understand what's happening here didn't work for me mm-hmm. like we get great moments like you know Elena Fisher last year's model like that's fucking brilliant you know yeah. what I mean and like don't in a, Uncharted 2 is an amazing game but it's just like more of the just like Lazarevich is drinking this blue sap and this is happening and I'm like okay like I just I felt Uncharted 3 was more exciting I felt like Uncharted 3 had had a better story I thought Uncharted 3 was just a better game Man, see, that's so weird to me because I feel like I, I agree that Uncharted 2 was like very similar to 1. I think that 3 was also very similar. Like, I do feel like beat for beat, so many things happen that I'm like, again? Like, we're really doing this thing again? Yeah. Like, they're getting held up again? This is like all of this stuff and the supernatural stuff, whether or not it was a twist or not, anything, it still was there, you know? And I still I felt like it was very kind of, all right, I know the pacing of this. The pacing of all three games feels identical to me. And, and honestly, that's something I, I'm not arguing against fully i do think we have to at some point figure out maybe that's just an uncharted game yeah you know what and i mean I'm, and that's the thing is i'm fine with that i just yeah. i don't think that three is that different from one or two that to say that like two was just sort of like a i mean it was just the fact that the different wasn't. focus right i mean it really was, was the flashback like the minus the flashback sequences mm-hmm. it's like the same thing with them it's slightly different, but even then, it's like they were really cool, and I loved it. And I loved that like we did get that different kind of story. But I thought that too, starting off with the train, with the the, the yeah, the, yeah, the, hanging the end from the of train. the train things, which is like a flash forward. Yes, I that guess. was awesome. That like, was awesome. That was from every perspective, whether it be story or gameplay or anything, way more actually enticing and way and definitely. But it's funny you say that because for me, comparing it to three, right? And we talk about this in the let's plays is the fact that I think, you know, Colin and I did those let's plays where it's the first 30 minutes or whatever of each game. Right. And by the time you get to three, you're like, look at them play with camera angles and pacing and music mm-hmm. and cinematography. And you know what I mean, it's like, this feels like such a, the fleshed out version of what we've had before. Yeah. And, and, I agree with that. I just, I feel like it just falls, not flat, because again, three to me was amazing. Like, it definitely goes two, three, one in my head. Uh-huh. And um, 
if I had to put numbers on it, I would probably go uh, nine five for two. two, nine for three, and then eight point five for one, and that's you know a twenty fifteen score looking okay. back at these games, and um, so they're all they're all great, they're all really close. But the thing is with uh, with three, like yeah, it is more story focused, and it did have a more interesting story and stuff. But I don't think the story was ever that good. Like it never really reached the point where it's like like yeah, their camera angles and cool and stuff. But it's like it, and I like that they were diving deeper into their history and all that stuff. But I don't think it ever went that deep with it. It never. It was still very surface level. It was just surface level in a different pool. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I loved the the history and I loved all the stuff in the the like the bad guys in all the games. Whatever, they're bad guys. Three yeah, yeah. did have the most interesting main villain. Yeah, Marla. Uh, yeah, she was cool, you know. But I, I think that the side villain, like Lazarovich, Le- was like whatever. But Talbot, whatever. Like I didn't like him at all. Meanwhile, Flynn in two, mm. I fucking loved. Yeah, Flynn's he cool. was fun. Flynn's really, really awesome. cool. And like I feel like that the backstory between him and and Drake was just as interesting as Sully and Drake's backstory. And it we didn't need to get flashbacks and cinematography for that. We just got it through dialogue. We just got it through gameplay. And I really enjoyed that bit of it. The the biggest critique I have of two is that it I think it went on a little too long. Like it really did kind of retread things where it's like, we gotta go find this thing and it's gonna solve everything. Oh, we got to it. Wait, no, this is just leading us here. Sure, now sure, it's sure. leading us it's here. It's another now clue. It's, leading us here. it's clues after clues after clues when it yeah. always seems like it's the thing they're going after. And one was that way too. But one one isn't even in this conversation, mainly because the pacing in that game was was off. They were getting their footing. They were getting their footing, and the uh, the battles lasted way too long. And there was just yeah, yeah, like not really, but kind of monster classes. Right? Yeah, there was just more pirates are coming they're over the wall. Fun coming, fun coming, just shooting forever. <laughs> two and three have those moments, right? But they're it always felt fun to me, and it never felt like too much. Yeah. Um. But I feel like two, it it had one round of here's a clue, here's another big fight, here's another s- cinematic moment. Just one round too much, mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. like. We're good. I get this. Um, there's the temple. If this game was finished, it would be even better. I love doing it, you know, and like now that I'm done with it, it's fine. But like I remember thinking like, wow, I'm only 60% done. Like I feel like I should be closer to like 75% done with this. Yeah. Three, I feel like its issue with, with that was there's a a big portion of that game seems like it's from almost a different game. That being the cruise ship thing. Like I love that part. It is amazing. It is, to me, probably one of the best parts of 3 and definitely one of my favorite parts of all the Uncharted games. But from a story perspective, it it just seemed like a detour where it's like, all right, we're just going to randomly do this thing totally unrelated to this whole story. It's like, yeah, he thinks Sully's on the boat, but like you go there and it's like an um, hour and a half that is a sidetrack thing. Sure. And it's it's weird. It almost feels like if it wasn't so good, It'd be a, a real big offense, but the fact that it's good, I, I'm like, well, who cares? It's good. Yeah. But it's like stuff that would get cut from the edit of a movie. Yeah. Where, I mean, that's always games, right? No, for sure. But it's just interesting to me where it's like, it just feels like it didn't fit. Okay. Like, all of a sudden, there's pirates that are pirates that are either unnamed or aren't characters that were in the franchise before or even this game. You're just fucking dealing with them. Oh, they're gone. Let's back back to the main story, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, this was a TV season. I get that. But this is more of a movie experience, you know? That makes so sense. I thought that was a little weird. Two didn't have that. And the biggest thing that I think three had that bogged it down was the puzzles. I said this last week when I was playing through it and it just kept happening where there's these, these puzzles that happen that are either 
so simple to figure out. Or it's not that they're hard. It's just they're, they're not fun. Like you just okay. I'm Which looking one? at my my journal. What, you, um, I'm not because you're wrong. I just it's I haven't played three since I the one where day. there's like uh, the, early on in the game there's a, a bunch of floor tiles and you have to walk in a certain pattern to get across. Uh-huh. It's not even a puzzle. It's literally look at your journal, follow the path. Yeah, okay. And it's right. like that's not fun. That's not anything. It's just kind of here's something to do and waste. That's admittedly not pushing crates and not you know doing typical video game stuff. Sure, but this isn't better. You know, and um, then there's the one with the shadows where you have to like kind of find the right angle. Oh, and make the thing. To, to I like that thing. one with the sun thing. Yeah. And it's like, uh, wait, hold on. Not with the sun thing where it's like you make the shadows so that it, it hits. It's, it's stabbing. Stabbing. It's up yeah. on the wall, right? Yeah. Because there's I, another one we have to I mess thought, with, with shadows and stuff. Okay. I guess what it is is, uh, and, and that's cool, but it's also, again, just they're not so much puzzles as much as it's look at the journal and it tells you what to do and follow and match things. You know, I hear. it's like looking at a, it's like. If the puzzles, where's Waldo? But you don't need to find Waldo. You just need to look at the thing that tells you where Waldo is and then go find him and circle him, you know? Mm. And uh, it, it kills the pacing and those things bring the games to a fucking crawl, like where the rest of it's fucking super fun. And I get that you need those lulls. I just, I don't know. It never hit right for me. And I think three had too many of them. Two had a couple, but threes were just they always came at the worst time for me. I guess that's the thing is I wanted to get to the cruise ship. I wanted to get to these things. And instead I'm looking at a journal, you know, um, trying to think of what else I, I just lost my train of thought. No, that's fine. But, um, there's so, now you so, brought this show to a crawl. Yeah, exactly. There, there's, a uh, so much of it though, where I loved three. I loved Cutter. I loved, yeah, Cutter's uh, great. I, the, all the characters in the whole, in all the games are great. Like Chloe's fucking awesome. But then in three, it's like, you know, things happen with Cutter or whatever, and they're just gone. Like, you never hear from Chloe and Cutter again. Not that you have to. I get that it's like, we can kind of assume what happens. Did we really need an ending scene of them all at a table together talking? Hey! No, but it's like, it did feel weird that, like, you open the game with them, you're with them, and then they're gone. You know? But um, two, two, I felt felt a little bit more character-wise, complete Mm. Where you're with this group of characters and there isn't weird things happening. Like all the supernatural stuff, it's a stretch always in the series. Yeah, of course. But it's like it's fun, you know, and that's what the games are. Is they're they're fun. But two just see, I've never wanted. I guess is my me. thing is I like the fact that I like it when it was it's grounded character based. Like, and I don't shouldn't say I never want it, but because like, I remember at the end of Uncharted when I was playing, you know, original Uncharted, right, and everything happens and these fucking Nazi dudes are running at you. And I was like, this is fucking. Hell. It was run, all of a sudden I'm shotgunning everybody yeah. when I haven't used this gun at all. You know what I mean? Like that was cool or whatever. But I felt yeah trite by the end of two, and then when it popped up in three, my first reaction was like, Ugh. and then they they. Oh, it's not happening. You're you're making this okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and like the the drug stuff in three was really cool. And uh I like that they didn't do the supernatural thing again, even though it's bullshit because they did. Even though they didn't story wise, they still did gameplay wise. Like you still had to fight these. But it's not the gameplay. See, things. but th- that's the argument where I not the argument. That's our deviation point. Is like I'm not mad at it because of the gameplay. I'm mad at it because for me it's just like I've had this awesome story with this believable dude, and I've totally checked my disbelief of me killing thirteen hundred people and not caring about it. But when we get to the fucking monsters that are like what Whatever, like the, mm. the the fucking two monsters that are oh god it's some kind of sasquatch you shoot him like oh wait it's a mask you take off the mask it's something even creepier you're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what is going on in this world yeah no i mean that's that's very true tenzin read about yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the homie man you'd be doing some shit yeah um with, with three another thing that i thought was weird was the the weird spider things 
Like there was all those scenes that were very reminiscent of like Crash Bandicoot, where you're like running. Oh right, 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 uh, right. Like the scarabs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just, chase you up. The, you. Yeah. And it's like maybe I missed this, but like where was that explained? Like what? What are those? I forget. Are there, they just there, like there two was, monsters? Exactly. And that's what we're there was something to... that somebody moved. I thought that made them become a thing. But they just kept coming back. Right like, throughout the game, they're just always there. They're pissed, they're so, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's what Egyptian scarabs do. You know that. But it's you watched the mummy. It was weird to me. Like three felt like there was a lot of questions I had where I'm like, why? What? Who are you? What is this? What are those? And I feel like that didn't happen as much as in two. Sure. And, and it was almost frustrating. That I mean, that's the thing that I, I think is totally... I mean, first of all, everything you're saying is valid. You know, Don't yeah. get me wrong. But like the one that I took away from that never even dawned on me when I was playing the game and talking to people about the game and like I'm getting trying to write this review for Uncharted 3. So many people eventually after they played it, like now it's a joke between Colin and I, the whole like Talbot turns down an alleyway and just disappears. Mm-hmm. He just goes to a dead end and disappears, right? And I, at the time, I was like, oh, man, mystical shit, yep. da-da-da. And then when I was like, oh, it's not mystical shit, I never said, boy, how did Talbot get out of that thing? You know what I mean? I was playing with the information I knew at the time, so when I get to the end and it's not that, I'm like, awesome, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just really into this and fucking movie Captain logic. Marvel. You know, like, exactly. I, I'm not going to hate on that. I'm talking about, like, I'm not saying, oh, I have all these questions. I'm saying I have questions of, like, the scarabs. What? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That yeah, just, yeah. just seems a little bit weird. I, see, for me, in whatever context we were playing, it made sense at the time. Okay, you I guess I mean? for, there was times where I was just like, "They're back!" <laughs> like, yeah, what yeah, yeah, the yeah. shit? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of like really the the standout things, and it's like on a beat for beat of like which had the better moments or whatever. They're both great. Like the cruise ship thing was fucking awesome. The train thing, fucking awesome. Is one better than the other? I don't think it's even necessary. I think the airplane doesn't get enough credit. I love the airplane. Oh, the, I'm three. The airplane. The that, airplane like, was one of those scenes, and to me, the airplane was uncharted. Where I'm like, my adrenaline's up, and I'm like, what the fuck's going? When he's fucking skydiving, yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. this is fucking. And that cool. was the one of the things I'd been asking leading into it with you, if, if how much you knew about it, because if infamously that was the one where like literally we were getting our review copies the next day, and during whatever Raw or Monday Night Football or something, they ran a subway commercial with it and they showed him falling out the back of the plane and i was like i had never thought about that it had never dawned on me that we were going to exit the plane we knew what the plane yeah. battle no but sure. i never thought we wouldn't be on the plane and like yeah i thought that sequence even knowing that was so awesome and he had a subway cup in his hand yeah he did all right and then he's like yeah we're gonna fuck subway if he's fresh and they did say that yeah but like like that whole sequence and then landing and then hitting in the desert and like being like i am fucked and they do that pan out and i'm oh like oh God. what a beautiful cinematic and then it just yeah. sits there and i'm like Oh shit! I'm controlling him. I gotta walk him while the music plays. I was like, "This is a fucking masterclass, right now." Honestly, and see, those moments are the lulls that I want in the Mm -hmm. game. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. It's those moments where it's okay. We're slowing down, and you're just doing this shit. It's like I wanted to know what was going on. I wanted to know how he was going to be saved and all this shit. And man, it's like it's just it's interesting to me that people. are And because there's the other side of it too. It seems like the majority of people think two's the best, and like yeah. Three, they hit the way that they hate on three. I do not understand. No, you have to understand. It's the fanboy. It's no, it's not even fanboy. It's expectations being set. Mm-hmm. I am part of this problem, and not that I'm. There's any way for me around it. My job was to review the game. I think it's a masterpiece. I don't give a shit about the number. I think it's a masterpiece. I don't think it's perfect. That's not what the ten yep. means. But you give something a ten, in everyone's expectations skyrocket and then sure the people already want to take out its legs and stuff but this is when this is when the scarabs and talbot down a dead end and all this stuff start popping up because people go in expecting this to be 
life changing. Mm-hmm. And with that expectation on that chip on your shoulder, you go in and it doesn't hit it. And that's why people are so angry about it because Uncharted 2 didn't have that expectation. Yeah. Uncharted 2 was a fucking amazing game. 9-5 from IGN. Obviously, amazing scores from everybody else. People went in expecting an amazing game and they got it. People went into Uncharted 3 expecting everything to be better than it was before and for it to be fucking perfect and yeah. that's why this game gets flogged like that no, and that's that why sense. we could release it and nobody because the, the story always goes right that at IGN it was me Colin Sam Claiborne and maybe Jack a little bit I forget but for sure us three had played it and beaten it no one else in the office has and I call this meeting or it was um, whatever it was like an editorial meeting already and at the end I get up and I'm like hey I want to give this game a 10 and I start ranting and ranting and ranting about it and Sam and Colin were on board with that score and everybody's like yeah sure sounds great and so then I did it and then every time somebody played Uncharted I would get a second by second breakdown via text message of like this game's amazing oh my god fuck the shipyard I can't I got this text message oh my god fuck the shipyard I can't believe you gave this a 10 you know what I mean? What do people not like about the shipyard? It's really hard on harder difficulties. Uh, when you're in the water and there's like the pillars, you're trying yeah, to get up I and mean, do yeah. different things. And like sh- no, one I mean, guy see, has a grenade or shit. That's true though. I, there, was, there was a lot of moments in three that weren't in two that I was like, oh, I, uh, this isn't, I don't like this that much. Yeah. Whereas two was consistently like, I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah. See, in Uncharted 2, I had those moments where I ran into things where I'm like, I'm not having fun right now. Fuck this part of the mission. Mm. You know what I mean? Or the game. You're not the mission. And so that's just the... Apples, oranges, different strokes. But yeah. I think a lot of uh, the main hate for Uncharted 2 to 3 is expectation levels. And that's what we're talking about when we say if one came before the other, nobody, this would be the same argument. Because if yeah. it was that Uncharted 3 comes out and gets a 9-5 and then Uncharted 2 gets a 10 people in, in reverse order, yeah. people would nickel and dime everything in Uncharted 2. But what no, does it make sure. sense that he's drinking sap? Why would a shotgun hurt him at the very end? I don't understand why they toyed with Elena getting killed. The grenade went off right. Why didn't she die? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. But that's not the lens this is applied to and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it's very crazy to me that... So what are your thoughts on this, Colin? I don't know. I, I mimic Greg's thoughts. I mean, the important thing to realize is that the two to three tra- transposing them, or uh, like so three would be two and two would be three, is not our idea. That's something people at Naughty Dog say. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I ask them what their favorite Uncharted games were, some people say three, some people say two, some people say Drake's Fortune, um, which surprised me, but it's true. Uh, and they're the ones that said if to, you know people there, multiple people. I interviewed a, like a lot of people there for when I did the history of Naughty Dog individually, and individual people not knowing the other person said it or brought up because I'm sure they talk about it internally too. Is like if three came out before two, everyone would say the same thing about two. You know, and that was for multiple people um, that worked on all three games. So I think that the jump from one to two is so extraordinary in terms of graphical fidelity and it, lesser so, but still in terms of storytelling that the jump from two to three is not as appreciated because there was nowhere left to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that they did the best they could. I think three is the most cerebral game. I think it's the best story. I think it tells the most background, which is what I'm interested in with those characters. It gives them context for why they're doing and how they know each other, why they're doing what they're doing, how you know Sully and Drake met. I think that's all interesting. Marlo's connection to Sully, obviously. This is all... Totally fascinating stuff. I also love the way it begins. I love the the fake death sequence in the begin, beginning. I love a lot of stuff about 3. I think 2 is also an extraordinary game. I think they're both fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but I think that what people misunderstand about the jump from 1 to 2 and 2 to 3 is that you have to look at game development as a pie chart. It really is. Like There's certain things you do with games to be able to build a game quickly. The the, the impressive thing about Drake's, uh, or Among Thieves rather, is that they did it in two years. And when you have 
a two-year sequence or so to build a game, and the game looks that much better than the original, you assume that most of the fidelity comes from their extra work, right? And that extra work comes at the at the sake of, say, gameplay or something else. I mean, a lot of people will say that that's not true, but it is. There's just only so much amount of time. There's only so much manpower, and there's only so much you can do to make a game better. And so I think the exact opposite happened with two to three. Two and three look very similar to each other because there's nowhere else to go from there. I mean, three looks better than two, but they it seemed like they didn't focus so much on that. And then they focus more on character development and story. Mm-hmm. And I think sequences like that. I fucking love the, the cruise ship. I think that sequence is fucking awesome. And I love that it's disconnected because there needs to be set pieces in the game. That that's it's like Indiana Jones. You know, I mean, that's kind of the thing we're talking about, like how they run around from place to place like. And it's just like, oh, we didn't find what we want. It's like, think about the map sequences in Indiana Jones where he's like going all around the world and they just don't bother to tell you what he was doing, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a fucking two hour movie. It's not or two and a half hour movie. It's not, um, you know, a 12 hour game. So yeah. but I think, I think people, thing, I think people are like, very we don't hard need up. to know that stuff. But I do agree that needs the set pieces. But that's why I think that the building falling down in two was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's, it, it's, it's really not the, the thing. The other thing is that like two doesn't two isn't good at this or really three isn't good at the at the you know, disadvantage of two. They can both be good. And, well, and I think totally, that's, and I totally. think that's actually, that's what, what people are losing sight of. I'm, I'm playing Drake's fortune. Now I'm almost to the end. And what I'm realizing is that Drake's fortune is not as good as I remember it being. And when I'm really interested in it, like, I'm like, this game is finicky as fuck in certain places. I think it's still a great game. Mm-hmm. Great story, great characters. I like the shooting, but there's some finicky fucking platforming in it. There's some weird design elements in it. And I'm interested when I get back to two and three. I haven't played two since 2009. I haven't played three since 2013 because I went back and, and platinum it right before The Last of Us mm-hmm. came out. Um, Greg gave that game a 10, three a 10, and I, I would stand by that 10. I think it's because a 10 means masterpiece. It doesn't mean perfect. It doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I just think people are unabashedly hard on three, and I don't really quite understand why, yeah. other than like the expectations. I really don't get it. Like, I'm like, what really is wrong with it? Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's, like, that's the thing I'm trying to like figure out when and that's why i'm excited to go back to the game and refresh my memories like yeah i really I can't wait to hear it? what you you have to say after it i feel like i'm lucky that i got to play it on the uncharted collection for the first time where they did balance all the, the sure. gun stuff because like to me that's not even a factor it all is the same system so sure. i i enjoyed it very very thoroughly i loved all three of the games um and i think that the what you're saying about the leap from one to two and two to three, I don't know. I do think that there was a leap. Like it's even playing the collection. Like three is more cinematic, and it does have all of the the environments. They're so different and varied, and like just the the focus on stealth is different. And like they did in the bar fight, even mm-hmm. like even the melee system being improved. Like it has things that are undeniably better than two. Um, but I think I what he's think saying is they don't stand out as much as the leap from the, one to two. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, I just, I do think that, uh, I could never say that I think three is better than two. Um, and I do think two is, is a step above three in terms of how amazing it is, but all three are fucking awesome. I will say this to close out just cause Greg and I have spent so much of our lives talking about this conundrum is that I'll be happy if we never talk about it again. <laughs> oh no, there's oh, nothing that, there's nothing that ugh, makes me harder. Like, especially like a meet and greet. If somebody comes up and asks and like, what do you think better than two? Well, I wrote two pages of a review and a so, video review. You're welcome to go. And I've made videos about it. You can go do all that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Once I'm not, four comes I'm out, not get ready. Well, no, f- that's the thing. Four already is a slam dunk and is the best Uncharted because it'll be that it's so much better than three. It's yeah. a return to form from three. Da, da, da. You spent people have flogged and beaten this game into the ground that now when this shows up, you know what I mean? You're yeah. gonna have you already you already see it with the technical leap when you watch the uh, yeah. the E three demo oh and mother taking on him the fire the way it, 
even I'm probably going to love four. I'm probably going to be in love with it, but I'm still going to say three is my favorite just to bother people. Of course you will. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that topic brought to you by DraftKings. Put your fantasy skills to the test at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site, where you can kick the season off by winning $2 million. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players that you want. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code KINDOFUNNY to play for free for a shot at part of $10 million in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Enter KINDOFUNNY for free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Now, guys, the final topic of the day, as always. Brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash forums. If you have a question for us, go there. Go to kindoffunny.com slash gamescast topic. Submit a topic and it'll get read just like we're about to do for my boy Titletown. Titletown. Titletown wants to know, what are some of our favorite large Hollywood-esque cinematic moments from gaming? I think this is a really nice segue. The airplane sequence in Uncharted 3. The cruise ship in Uncharted Uncharted in general. I mean, I feel like the game's full Full of them, whether it's the the building falling, the train sequence in two, sure. the um, the things you just said. There, there's other things too, like even like the the drug sequence in three. I thought was very, mm, was very cinematic, or even stuff, just the yeah. desert sequence in three when you're just walking through it. You know, yeah. Um, Metal Gear Solid Four comes to mind. Oh wow, I was gonna say Metal Gear One, just Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, there's a lot of Metal Gear Solid. Just for moments. me, Metal Gear. So- I mean, I don't mean to cut you off. You want to tell your four one real quick. No, go for it. Metal Gear Solid, right? Like the, the opening, right? Like yeah. so, it's so funny now to think of a game opening with a cinematic and credits and music and stuff. But that did not happen when I was. Yeah, I was. I was just starting when I got that P- PS One and popped that in. That happening, Sniper Wolf. Like, there's so many amazing fucking like monologues and acting mm-hmm. moments. I'm like, holy shit. Um, the in in Metal Gear Solid Four, two things come to mind. The well, three things. The microwave sequence, yeah, obviously, totally. Um, the motorcycle. Chase oh, with Eva? scene where, where you're with Eva in, in chapter three. I think that thing's the end of chapter three where you're going through. That was my the first moment that I was like, fuck, this is what next gen means back yeah. then. Like, I was yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. shit, I can't believe I'm playing this. And then I don't think anyone would ever say this, but the uh, the the Raven boss fight in four where you're in that building and oh. the things are flying around. Yeah, the yeah, boss yeah. fight itself sucked. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was way too hard to aim and shit. But the way that like they were shooting the missiles and it was blowing up the building that I was in, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I can't believe I'm playing this, and it's not a cinematic. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is there? Other games. I was thinking of Spec Ops: The Lines intro mm. with the on the helicopter. I really love that intro a lot. Um, and then just kind of infiltrating Dubai. I think is just a really, a really cool. That game's fucking awesome. I love that game so much. Um. Yeah, I mean, Uncharted obviously instantly comes to mind. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in that game. I think there are moments, there are like just little sporadic moments, even in like Far Cry or like like stuff like that, where, you know, you get a little taste of the cinematography, for instance, we were talking about in Drake's Deception or, you know, interesting camera angles or interesting action scenes. But I actually, those are not the moments that are most memorable to me in games. In fact, I think the, the memorable moments to me typically are the, the more thoughtful and poignant moments. Um, I love the ending of Fallout 3, for instance. I think that ending's fucking cool as hell until... You know, when you have to kill yourself, basically. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like I, I think about the moment more like Journey or the Unfinished Swan yeah. or something like her are more memorable moments than like the things that explode because everything explodes and there's big set pieces in every game and stuff like that. It's actually the exception to the rule to find something that's not like that. Mm-hmm. That's memorable, I think. Another one that comes to mind for me is in Modern Warfare 1 when like, it's one of the first 
missions and like a helicopter crashes and then the the blades are like spinning mm. at you and it like it stops right before it hits you and i remember being blown away just being like whoa like this is fucking that's call of duty 4 modern warfare right yes yeah that one was totally in, in, even when you're flying away in the helicopter and the nuke goes off oh, yeah. and you come down i remember being like what the fuck yeah and uh then a more throwback would be obviously ocarina of time just like coming out and seeing the the field yeah <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah yeah go youtube that now um <laughs> question two comes from Elaine McAdams, a bit of a setup here. With the release of the Mega Man collection, I've been I've began creating a wish list of other NES and maybe SNES collections I'd like to see come to modern consoles. I'd love to see Square release a Final Fantasy collection of one to six, and Konami deliver a Castlevania one. Now the question: Are these possible? And what other collections would you like to see? I feel like we've talked about the what other collections we'd like to see. I'm a little bit interested, Colin, on the are these possible side of yeah, this. Yeah, they're possible. People have to understand though that the reason the Mega Man Legacy Collection collection was important was because the studio that ported the games made uh a, they basically extracted NES source code and made it run natively so it's not so it's not necessarily Emulation. emulating it yeah. um so they run as if an NES is playing and what they basically did was make a way to feed and recalibrate NES data into modern systems so that you never need an emulator to play them they'll just they'll they'll exist forever in, in data form or whatever and that's kind of an oversimplification but that was the reason why nine and ten weren't in it because nine and ten are not native nes games or why seven and eight weren't in the collection is because they they, they made something that works for nes and can work conceivably for any nes game um so is it possible sure i mean um i'm i've said before i'm, I'm shocked that square doesn't release the final fantasy games individually for 20 dollars and just put trophies on them um because people will buy them i'd buy them uh but yeah it's possible i just think that studios are looking you have it's a cost benefit analysis of like if konami went and did a castlevania collection like this person recommends or wants like is that going to make the money is that worth it that these games have to go through certain qa again people it, you have to pay a port studio to, to get them over because you're not going to use your own internal sources to do that so you have to get a studio like bluepoint um to do that and uh it costs money so um you have to kind of figure out what's worth it and what's not with things like virtual console and stuff like that you can in release these games individually and emulate them and it's just cheaper and easier and all you have to basically pay for is your esrb rating so um i don't know it's possible sure it's possible and i, I don't think we've seen the last of them yeah definitely not um the thing with the Mega Man legacy collection that's exciting is what will capcom do with their relationship with digital extremes which i think is the the studio i could be wrong um to get those other capcom games on onto mm. ps4 and xbox one especially the disney ones um, which are, you know, people love. Mm -hmm. Codename Viper, I'd like to see over as well. Blue Flash XBL asks, what was the last game release to feel like an event? What game felt like the biggest event and do game releases still feel like events? I don't think they feel like them anymore because too many games come out nowadays. Thanks. You're crazy. There are not as many events, I don't think, but I mean, GTA 5 was GTA an 5. event. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that was an event. That was a thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really dependent on like how dialed into something you are. You know what I mean? Like there were more events maybe thinking back on it that I was into, but were they into it for everybody? Like midnight releases seem more common than ever. Like, yeah. That's like the start of an event. Halo is an event. Will Halo 5 be an event? That's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I think it is. And I think that the what event means is just kind of it's met in the middle a little bit where there are many more. They're just not as huge of a deal. But yeah. even then, that's a lie because they're bigger than I think they've ever been. It's just huge of a deal in the gaming space. You know, GTA is something that kind of like took over everything, whether mainstream or hardcore uh, gamers. Mm hmm. But you see things, I feel like, like even Destiny, that was an event. That launch was an event, yeah. you know? You couldn't go outside without seeing a bus with Destiny shit sure. all over it. Like, 
that to me is what the definition of an event is. Thinking back a long time ago, like event, what event games were there? I feel like GTA always was sure. one of them. Um, but even then it had a different definition. Like Final Fantasy X to me was an event. Um, but then there was other things like Need for Speed, I think was an event game. And that's an annual thing. But mm. annually it was an event. You know? See, that's how I feel about the wrestling games back in the day. Mm-hmm. You, you know, your, your THQ, AKI ones on N64, like, you know, WCW, NWO, Revenge, right, was the one that made it really popular, and then it was WrestleMania 2000, and then it was No Mercy, and both of those were huge deals. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, like, uh, SmackDown, Just Bring It, the first wrestling game on PS2. You know, yeah. Look how real The Rock looks. Yeah. Like, that was <laughs> shit that, like, stopped the world for me and my friends, right? Yeah. I mean, well, Gran Turismo was always, I think, yeah. an event game where even if you don't care about those games, which, you know, a lot of us don't, you were still interested in looking at it, seeing how pretty it is yep. and all that stuff, especially back in the PS2 days. Was It was Gears 2, right, that had the Mad World ad, wasn't it? It was Gears 1. Was it Gears 1? Yeah. I remember then Gears 2 was the one, like, that was the one that got, I mean, I remember watching that trailer, or that video in a theater, which was crazy mm-hmm. for the time. Oh, yeah. And, and I then Gears Halo 2, 2 was like, that. everybody, yeah, believed. I think you're thinking of Gears 1. But was it an event on its own? I remember, I'm, I'm saying that, I'm sorry, so what I'm saying is, I remember seeing the trailer in the theaters, which was like, this game looks cool. And then by the time Gears 2 came oh, out, see, see. everyone was like, I've played Gears 1. Gears yeah. 2 is fucking amazing. I think even nowadays, Call of Duty is still an event. Yeah, like but that, that one's waned. And like, that's the thing, because that used to be the event. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That was like the but giant But it's, it's interesting, though, because like, I, I guess we just need to define what event means. Yeah, I know. Because like, if I'm talking about any of my friends that aren't gamers, like they are stoked. They know the date that Call of Duty is coming out and they're ready for it, you know, and they're going to go buy it and stuff. And these are people who don't play games that often. Yeah. So I don't know. That's yeah, well, what is the definition of event? I think you guys are playing a little fast and loose with it, to be honest with you. I don't think there's ever been a wrestling game or a Need for Speed game that's been an event in terms of like, when I think of that, I think of it as like, Midnight launch, line around the block. People are really fucking stoked. They're queuing up their their digital downloads and all those kinds of things. I think there's only been two games this year that have been like that, which is Witcher Three and Metal Gear. I think are the ones that could be closest to what I would consider to be an event release. You know, like a, like a, you're calling your store to see if you can get there early. You're worrying if you can get your game on PSN. You know, nine o'clock if you live in the Pacific Zone and you have to wait three more hours or whatever. Um, Console launches are always events. Yeah. I don't think we have events like that anymore because I actually think that the volume of midnight releases and making something out of nothing is kind of happening too often. So um, Halo 5 and, and the new Call of Duty are going to be big, big, big releases. But they would have been more special, I think, years ago when it was more rare to go into a store at midnight or to have your digital download ready to go and it's already preloaded and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I think it's removed the, the like the je ne sais quoi about sure. having a game like Moment yeah. 1. Um I think you've seen that go down with Madden as well. I think Madden back in the day, there was they made Madden. Madden Day was something the fans made, right? And then EA got on board with it. But then, yeah, when it was, you can preload everything and you don't have to leave the house. It wasn't as big a deal anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this year's Madden came and went. And I was like, oh, it's out. I yeah. would say that Vice City. I don't think GTA Three was an event. I think Vice City was definitely an event. I think that because no one knew GTA Three was going to be good. Yeah, uh, Vice City uh, was an event. San Andreas were events. I do remember those. Yeah, for sure. Very well. Four and five. I, yeah, I think f- as far as like this monumental release, five. You know, mm-hmm. is probably the last one that was two years ago. Almost to the uh, to the day. I mean, it was just a couple weeks ago. Grail Arbor says, "Hi friends, long time, first time. I've been having a discussion with some friends about my thoughts of Metal Gear Solid, and this topic was brought up. I'm curious what you guys think. How long does it take to really determine when you enjoy a game or not? Mm. Does it depend on the total length of the game, the genre, etc.? For me, it takes three to seven hours, depending on the genre. Thanks. Interesting question. I feel like I don't even need to play it. Like I feel like honestly, it's like I know what I like and I know what I don't like, and I can kind of just you know watch." 
some gameplay of it, see someone else play it, and I, I know if I'm going to enjoy it or not. In terms of stuff of I know I'm going to like it, playing it, am I going to love it or not? I don't think it takes that long. I think it takes maybe an hour, not even. Yeah, I think when you're playing it, you know pretty quick if I'm enjoying it, if I'm having fun with it. Yeah. Like, I thought the, when he started the question, I thought it was going to be to know where it ranks in your enjoyment. Like, you know what mm. I mean? Like, I'm always like, Peace Walker's my favorite game of all time. It took me a long time to say that. I, I used to say, Metal Gear Solid's my favorite game, but I really enjoy Peace Walker. I'm waiting to see how I feel on that in a while. Yeah. Same thing with, like, I, now people ask me all the time, what's your favorite Metal Gear now that five's out? I'm like, that's a question for quite some time from now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not ready to. Hmm? Smells weird. It does smell weird. Christine, yeah. you light a candle? Did you light a candle? All right, just make sure the house is on a fire. There's fire extinguishers. Is it a Remember, I is bought it a fire extinguishers. Have I told you that yet, Christine? There's one under the sink, and there's one up there in the closet. It's a poop candle. Yeah, I know we're still uh, rolling, Kevin. Uh, fire safety waits for no cut. Yeah, I think that we... You know when a game is going to be uh, good. I mean, I don't have time to deal with it. I think that there are sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> they're just like like, the, like again with the Final Fantasy 13 I think the most embarrassing defense of Final Fantasy 13 is like it gets good after 30 hours like oh yeah, fuck no, no, off no are you fucking kidding me like what, what do you have anything else to do that you want to wait that long to like and waste that much of your time um, but it goes in the other direction too like there are games that I love in the beginning and end up being like alright enough and the, and the game that come, the, the game that's an example a great example is 1001 Spikes where I'm like I oh, love wow. this game and and I, I played it and I played it and I'm like, this is great and this is great. And, oh, I, it killed me. It got me. I'm not careful enough. And then like a few hours later, I'm like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> like you have to be, you know, like, give me a fucking break. You know, like I understand that's the whole the, for people that don't know Thousand One Spikes. It's a game where it's like it's, it's over the top hard, yeah. over the top hard. Um, and uh, it's like you move like you get midway through the game and like you move anywhere and you're dead. Unless like you're paying. Like, and I'm like, all right, enough. It was fun in the beginning. It is not fun anymore. So it's, sometimes it goes. In the other direction, too. Yeah. Where you think something's more fun than it actually is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the first ever episode 40 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. These are the coolest dudes in video games. That's Yoshi. That's Portillo. I'm Tim Geddes. And uh, I'll see you next week. It'll be, it'll be a good time. But until then, please go to iTunes. Subscribe to this beautiful show. Rate it whatever you think it's worth. And, um, and uh, you know, tweet at me. Tweet at these guys. Let us know some shit. Talk shit about Kevin. Don't tweet I'd appreciate that. Talk shit about Kevin. Bye. Thanks. Fuck you, Kevin.